Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guys, DGS on KMOX, our buddy Brad Young, who is an attorney and does lots of stuff here on uh, KMOX, has for years, joins us now. Hey, Brad. Dave, great to talk to you, sir. You too. Always a pleasure. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm laughing because I'm watching TV and it has it has the artist rendition of <laughs> Donald Trump walking out of the courtroom. Uh, I didn't expect to look up and see that. And you know how the, 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 I don't know why this started. Whoever did the first sketch inside a courtroom, they're like, no, 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 no. Don't make it realistic. Make it like a caricature at Six Flags. So <laughs> Donald Trump's face is all pinched and mad. He's like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll start with the defamation trials. I understand it. Uh, they've given it to the jury. They're deliberating. Could have a decision today. Could take two days. Never know about these things. But kind of walk us through this phase of the trial and how you think it's gone. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, my prediction when it comes to a jury trial, whether it's uh, criminal or civil, uh, and, and my this prediction works about 87% of the time, is that jury members will never render a verdict until they get a free meal. Man, so, dude, I agree with you. I can you know, agree. So, so they won't render a decision tonight <laughs> because they'll go home hungry. Yeah. They won't render a decision tomorrow morning. They'll wait till after lunch, and then the announcement's made You know, right after the Reuben sandwiches <laughs> trash is cleared out. <laughs> he, dude, he is telling the truth. <laughs> really? It's, it, so it, it's uncanny. It's uncanny how often that works. But that... <laughs> aside uh in in this instance uh we had closing arguments today we had uh, by by both sides and and what's interesting to note is is that trump stormed out of the courtroom uh during the closing argument from carol's attorney and uh he just stormed out and and what's funny is the judge actually said let the record reflect that mr trump has just stood and left the room and uh, but apparently he was waving his arms and making statements as he was walking out. So, Brad, so put that in context, if anyone other than Donald Trump did that. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a loser. It's well. And this is going to be a loser as well, because remember, the, the liability, what's called the liability, has already been established in the first trial. This trial is solely and exclusively about ascertaining 
damages. So uh, whether he did it or not has already been resolved. Now it's going to go up on appeal, obviously, but that's not the issue. The only issue is how much of the wallet gets emptied. So uh, so Carol's attorney asked for $24 million from the jury. And, uh, and the jury is allowed to take his net worth into consideration. In fact, there was evidence in closing argument talked where, where Trump would brag about Mar-a-Lago's worth a billion and a half and mm. Trump Tower's worth of several billion dollars. And, uh, and the jury gets to just pick a number. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what kind of number they pick. But, but see if I'm right. I'm guessing the jury comes back tomorrow afternoon or, I mean, Monday afternoon uh, at 1 p.m. right after lunch. And, Brad, if, if she's asking for $24 million, what would they have to award for a federal judge to go, whoa, 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 that seems a little bit too much? Well, that's governed under each state law. For example, in Missouri, there's very stringent laws regarding uh, how much there there has to be an equation that that a punitive damages has to have some relationship both to the actual damages and to the net worth of the defendant. So I, I'm not sure uh, what the New York laws are on that, but there are restrictions under state law in New York and any appellate. So, for example, if the jury comes back and says, we're going to award a billion dollars. Okay, that's not ever going to stand on appeal because it would be so far out of whack compared to the actual damages sustained by Ms. Carroll. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, we talk about the Supreme Court. We need to talk about the the uh, gentleman that was uh, put to death last night for the very first time with nitrous uh, uh, gas. You you go whichever way you want to go. Well, let's talk about that because this broke new ground, so to speak, with the execution in Alabama, because under the Eighth Amendment, uh, everyone knows there's a ban against cruel and unusual punishment. However, states who still practice uh, the death penalty have a problem because the companies that make the chemicals used for lethal injections don't sell those chemicals to the states uh, because they don't want to be participating in 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 death of individuals. You know, they're not going to market it. Hey, our products kill 95 percent of all convicted murderers. You know, they don't want that uh, as a marketing ploy. So uh, so it becomes difficult for a state. To, to execute someone. So that's why Alabama, they previously tried, didn't work with him with chemicals. So now they're trying nitrogen. And uh, and it took like 22 minutes for him to actually uh, die. But then again, he was also holding his breath for a period of about three minutes. Uh, and so the issue becomes... Wow. In the future, can states use nitrogen to put someone to death? This was the very first one. Supreme Court said it was fine. But Justice Sotomayor came out and slammed Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama for doing this. So there's going to be a real question about whether this can be done again in the future. Uh, Brad, what do you think the appetite is or the politics are, the makeup of the court uh, to get rid of the the death penalty? I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of guy that if you got rid of the death penalty, I'm fine with that. But all of the hand wringing about, look, if we're going to do it. Uh, I get a little sick and tired of that. I know it's a person. I know that person has family. If it were my son, Nick, that went on a killing spree, I wouldn't want him to suffer either. But I, I don't get too twisted around about whether the guy was was choking for a while. 
Well, it, that doesn't really bother me either. But as you remember from law school, Dave, the, the death penalty has two main rationales. Number one, it has to be uh, commensurate with the crime that's committed. And number two, it's to provide some incentive for other people not to commit crimes. But as our death penalty system works now, this guy that was executed yesterday, he committed this crime in 1988. Hmm. So when you're on death row for 35 wow. plus years, okay, the question becomes, is that really a deterrent for future crimes? And the answer is no. I mean, if you're going to get put to death 35 years after you commit the crime, I know there's a lot of people that say, hey, I'll take those odds, right? Yeah. And then secondly, is it commensurate with the crime if there's so much distance between there? Uh, is it really worth it? I, I am very pro death penalty, but when you look at it, it takes decades for these things to happen. Even I begin to question uh, whether it's worthwhile. And then uh, what else is going on with the Supreme Court? Uh, well, the, the big issue with the Supreme Court right now with Texas is that the Supreme Court said that federal agents can come in and remove uh, the razor wire that uh, Governor Greg Abbott put up along the border. And this, to me, is a great example of competing ideas because uh, clearly the federal government has the authority under the preemption doctrine uh, to control immigration. However, on the flip side, uh, the, the federal court case in Texas right now over this found that these holes and where the wire is isn't anywhere where the, the, that immigrants would be coming in and border agents would be proce processing individuals. So then it becomes an issue. Can, can Texas protect its borders even outside of a point of entry into our country? And this fight, legal fight, is long from being over. Wheels, uh, kind of talk about what you were talking about earlier today, I think at lunch, about how this is about as close to like a, a, a civil war upheaval. One state saying to the Supreme Court, no, we don't care what you say. We're not going to do it. Yeah, I think Andrew was the one that went that direction. But I, I think that that's it, it's fascinating when we have concurrent arguments like, do we want states rights or do we not? And it seems like we vary based on issues sometimes. Is that I mean, I, I don't know if I'm phrasing that the right, right well, way. Brand, well, you but are there. There's something called the preemption doctrine wheels that says if the federal government has already uh, decided to control a certain area of the law, then the federal government overrides state government. So that's the case. But yet under the Constitution, I believe it's Article 1, Section 10, the states are empowered to repel an invasion. Uh, and there are a lot of Republicans today who are calling this an invasion. We had two million illegal immigrants come across the Texas border, according to the CBO in 2023. Two million is a lot of people. And plus, I think the, the, the greatest indication that there could be a civil war here is that Ted Cruz has decided to uh, he's decided to grow out mutton chops, you know, to look like he's going to be fighting in the in the Civil War. You know, those great big sideburns and and he's growing that stuff out. He's just ready to ride a horse into battle. The, uh, the other states like sending National Guard troops down and stuff. That's that's, I think, what really struck me and made it feel like, wow, this is this is this going to turn into something? Yeah, there's been over 20 states, Andrew, uh, just this week have signed, 20 Republican states have signed a letter stating that Texas has the right to to guard its borders from an invasion uh, from Mexico. So that's why I'm saying this issue, even though the Supreme Court said 
The feds can come in and remove the razor wire. Uh, this is an issue that's only going to get more contentious. It is far from being resolved. So a quick follow-up on this, Brad, because I'm wondering, um, and I've, I certainly have no base of knowledge in the law to know this, is this similar to what we talked about with the 14th Amendment where – in the time that it was written, we wouldn't have conceived of something happening the way that it does now. Um, do we have to define invasion in any way? I mean, like, because I think in the, if, if you're looking at it in the past, you're thinking of an invasion from the British Empire or the invasion of another nation as opposed to what we're seeing now, which is not that, although it's a massive problem. Is is that part of what's going to have to happen here to clarify this for the court so they can or they can clarify it for the rest of us? So it's not just somebody saying a word, this is an insurrection, this is an invasion. Is there a standard that, ha- can, that we can apply to that? Boy, I wish there were wheels, but no, but we don't have a legal definition of invasion. Okay. Now, Article 1, Section 10, very briefly, Article 1, Section 10 states this. No state shall, without consent of Congress, engage in war unless actually invaded or such imminent danger as will not admit delay. That's the actual wording of Article 1, Section 10. So Mm -hmm. it's in the context of a war. So it seems that the invasion there would be uh, applicable to another country at war. This I don't know that you could define this as being at war, but certainly I don't think the the, the framers of the Constitution envisioned uh, the situation we're in right now. Uh, Brad, I lied. One more question. How about uh, Alina (laughs) Haba? Uh, Trump's attorney, <laughs> where the judge like told her she was going to end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the whole problem is, uh, and it's been a constant problem in this damage trial, is that Trump wants his attorney, uh, and even Trump is doing it without his attorney, to state uh, words like the, uh, that uh, Jean Carroll's a whack job. That's a quote. She's crazy. Uh, It's a money grab. It's a scam. And so they were trying to use this damage trial as an opportunity to relitigate the liability trial. And the judge just wasn't going to stand for that. And uh, and and so that's why uh, even to the point of threatening Trump's attorney with uh, with jail time for contempt of court by continuing to try to push the narrative uh, that there's no liability here, even though legally liability has already been determined. Crazy. Thank you, Brad. Have a great weekend. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Friday. Wheels, what's up with the uh, the White House and the drug den? Yeah, so the, the headline is going to grab your attention. The headline is White House Clinic Improperly Distributed Controlled Substances During Previous Administrations. This is an investigation by the Pentagon, okay? This isn't, you know, some whistleblower thing. It's, yeah. not, it's not something that you would impugn. This is the Pentagon that looked into this, and it covers multiple administrations. Uh, it focused specifically on three years during Trump's time, but it also goes back. They were interviewing people all the way back to 2009. But what they found was things like fentanyl, hydrocodone, morphine, oxycodone, these schedule two drugs were not being tracked properly and being given out. So the records were so incomplete and, and messed up. They couldn't tell how much of it was given out. They were, um, the, 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 uh, they were using name brands instead of generics. They're supposed to use generic versions. Why were they trying to spend more money? I don't know, but the report said that they were using regular Ambien rather than the generic and that it was 175, 174 times more expensive. Well, I didn't know that mm. we even had a pharmacy at the White House. Well, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a pharmacy system, too. It's got a couple, it's got multiple mm. locations around D.C., and it serves the White House. But they were essentially giving people things that they probably didn't need. Uppers and sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. They were there was a stimulant that was another one that the, they they were buying the name brand rather than the generic, and it was like fifty five times more expensive to buy the name brand. And all of this was going on. It's been going on for years and years and years. And I don't understand. Are do have we created such a beast that the expectations of these human beings are so out of whack with reality? That they need something to sleep, they need something to stay awake and focus, and they need stuff for pain because <laughs> they're, well, I guess you're going to be in that kind. If you're if you're pulling all these terrible hours or you're you're stuck at a computer forever, you might have you know chronic pain conditions. What are we doing if that's happening in the White House? This is a place where very important work gets done, and it sounds like this investigation is finding massive drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, they're blaming uh, – one of the people that's to blame in all of this is the guy that was um, – what's his name? He's uh, Ronnie Jackson, the, the oh, physician. Yeah. yeah, and he was the White House physician to both Barack Obama and Donald Trump. And apparently, like, he's at the, at the core of all of this. 
and eventually got removed from these duties during the investigation. But that all freaks me out. The fact that you've got those types of drugs just being mismanaged at best and abused at worst in the most important place in the country where people need to be on their game, where people need to be their best. I mean, I know that everyone behind closed doors has a weird life. We'd all be surprised by all of our lives. But don't you think behind the doors of D.C. politics, it's worse than any movie or television series we've ever seen? Well, um, maybe not. Some of them have been pretty. (laughs) House of Cards was pretty brutal. I think that may be close. I I don't know about the murders, but everything else. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back, guys. DGS 335. Happy Friday to you. So this just in, the jury has reached a decision in the Donald Trump trial. We're kidding around with Brad Young. He said they wouldn't leave until they got a free meal. What (laughs) what did I tell you guys? He said, well, they also probably don't want to be sequestered for the weekend. That's right. Or come back on (laughs) Monday, right? They want to be done. Are they being sequestered in this or would they get to go home and then come back? I don't know that. Uh, I don't think they are because no one's made a deal out of it. Right, And right. typically, if a jury is sequestered, they make a deal out of it. Right. Uh, they are showing what appears to be Donald Trump coming back to trial, which shocks me. Uh, I w- I'm really surprised. He usually doesn't like to be there. He walked out during the defense's closing uh, argument because they're going to be saying a lot of bad things about him. And I guess he was kind of histrionic. Like he, as he walked out, he was, you know, swinging his arms and stuff. Uh, so I'm really, if he does come back for this, I will be very surprised and a little bit impressed. Yeah. I'm also hearing that uh, he will not be in the courtroom. Okay. Well, that would make more sense. Yeah. Because, you know, unless he wanted to just make a thing out of it and give a press conference. But you would and, think he's going to be on the steps afterward, right? Well, we'll hear from him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely hear from him. But this will be really interesting. Uh, Dave Murray, uh, this is his week with his grandson. So he is out today, but he did do a live wook. <laughs> live wook. Live wook. A live wook. We are, we are wicking wives. Of the, uh, the weather over the weekend. Okay, we remain stuck in this gloomy weather pattern. Just not a lot of push in the atmosphere as these storm systems come up from the south and the southwest. And we have one more of those systems on the way. But it's not tonight. Tonight is basically just a cloudy night. Not as much fog around. And evening temperatures will be in the mid-40s and the overnight low about 38 degrees. Now, Saturday, clouds control. We're looking for periods of rain to bubble up from the south and the southwest. Anytime during the day on Saturday, but especially during the afternoon. And this time around, it's kind of a chilly rain because we're on the chilly side of the storm. 42 for the high on Saturday. The focus of this rain is going to be from the immediate St. Louis area to the south 
and to the east. The further north you go, the further west and northwest you go, the less rain you will see. In fact, even right across the immediate St. Louis area, I think the rain is going to tend to be on the light side. But there is some rain, and this rain comes to an end about mid-evening on Saturday night. And there could even be a couple of sloppy wet snowflakes mixed in. But there's not a lot of cold air behind this thing. We're only going down to 35 degrees. But it may support a couple of sloppy flakes, so just don't be surprised. Sunday, the rain is gone, but it's still kind of a gloomy stretch. Mostly cloudy skies on Sunday and still chilly, 42. And then we are finally going to bust this gloomy weather pattern out. We're going to see more sunshine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. And our high temperatures because of the sun It will react into at least the low 50s, maybe even some mid 50s as we go through the week ahead. So get this one more storm system out of the way. And it's not a big system for us. And then we're going to bust out into some nice February weather. However, don't lose sight. I still think we're going to see some colder air come in here towards the middle of the month. It's not going to be like the January cold because that's going to be tough to beat. But it is going to be a cold stretch. And not only for us, but for much of the nation. And that could result in some snow as we go through the middle part of February into the end of February. I'll keep you up to date on that. That's still a long way away. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. Very cool. Okay. So, um, yes. Can you tell you what I'm hearing? Uh, it's it's uh, the, the process is beginning, so it's not been read yet, but the jury is seating uh, right now. Okay, so it should be momentarily. Uh, let's do some audio until then. That's something to, pretty easy to get out of for us. Okie dokie. Kevin, what's uh, what, I don't know, what do you guys want to get to? I, I mean, I know I had a bunch, but I don't remember what we still have up there. Um, What about... What was the history thing that you wanted yeah, to Yeah, that's a little earlier? bit on the long side in case we have to jump out of it, but, mm, I mean, yeah, we can do that. Point. There's probably... I don't know. There was a whole bunch of them. Let's just do the. Let's just do that one, Dave. So, yeah. th- this is about Christopher Columbus and whether or not he was a smart guy that had figured something out, or a dumb guy that missed on something that we could have known or that we did know thousands of years before. Uh, this is a professor by the name of Roy Casagrande. He's talking about the size of the Earth. Dave, do you know when we when when it was proven how big the Earth was? Like like mathematically proven. How how large it is and the fact that it's a globe? I don't know. That's a great question. It was the Egyptians that okay. proved it. I was taught a bunch of nonsensical things. Like, for example, that everybody thought the world was flat. Columbus was a super genius. He figured out it was a sphere. He went west, discovered the Americans. Like, at every level, that's just wrong. First of all, the ancient Egyptians discovered the Earth was a sphere 2,600 years ago. 2,100 years before Columbus. Actually, let me rephrase what I said. I said they discovered the Earth was a sphere. They proved the Earth was a sphere. Pretty much everybody knew the Earth was a sphere before that. It's just nobody could prove it until the ancient Egyptians. What Columbus does is he rejects the size of the Earth. Think about it. When he goes to Isabella to sell her on this, this scheme of going west to get to Japan and China, The scheme means that Japan and China would be where North America is. The only way that could be true is if the east-west distance of North America was missing and the east-west distance of the Pacific Ocean was missing. In other words, Columbus believed the Earth was roughly half the surface area that is. 
In other words, he was. I think we're starting to get uh, number here. Images being awarded by this jury to E. Jean Carroll uh, because of uh, Donald Trump's uh, defamation against her. I mean, Jake, this is a significant win for E. Jean Carroll. The jury awarding her. Um, just shy of $100 million in this mm. verdict. I'm going to break wow. it down for you. They said that uh, E. Jean Carroll was injured as a result of Trump's defamatory statements. And for emotional harm, they're awarding her $7.3 million. For reputational repair, they're awarding her $11 million. And for punitive damages, that is the part that punishes Donald Trump, they are awarding $65 million. So my rough math there gets us over $80 million that the jury is awarding E. Jean Carroll. I mean, that is a significant win from her. Last year, the jury awarded her $5 million. This is just exponentially more. Um, you know, this is something that is the jury is sending a message to Donald Trump. I mean, the argument that Carroll's team has made, which this jury seems to have completely agreed with, is that the only way to stop Donald Trump from repeating these defamatory statements is to hit him in the pocketbook. And that is what they've done. I mean, a significant victory for E. Jean Carroll, um, substantially more than she had asked for. Um, you know, she was seeking millions of dollars, and now they're returning this verdict of over $80 million. Jake? Yeah, $83.3 million. Your math checks out, Kara Scannell. We'll come back to you when you have more to tell us. Let's uh, bring in CNN legal analyst and former federal prosecutor, Elliot. Williams. Yeah, go ahead and hang with this. So I, I like this guy. Let's see what he says. Uh, to these numbers, let me, let me uh, remind folks what they are. Uh, the compensatory damages, all told, is $18.3 million. That checks out to be $7.3 million for emotional harm. They, the, court, the, the jury found that he did, in fact, injure her. Uh, and $11 million uh, for reputational harm done to her. And then, so that's $18.3 million, which uh, is, is less than Carol's attorney asked for. She'd asked for $24 million. Punitive damages... Uh, $65 million. Explain, first of all, what, 65, what punitive damages means and whether or not that's a, that's a high figure for this trial. Yeah, well, to start with the last question, it is a high figure. That's a lot of money for anybody, including Donald Trump. Now, when we talk about compensatory damages, you're paying someone back for something they've lost. And to your point about the fact that this was less than uh, Aging Carroll's folks had asked for, uh, it's hard to put a dollar amount on someone's suffering, but, sh but she did. And they said, we think it's $24 million. They said here that it was you know, $7.3 million. Now, this question of punitive damages, that how do you deter someone or others like him from engaging in the same conduct? And you put a dollar amount on it and slap him with a big uh, amount of money. The challenge here with someone who's a billionaire or at least a hundred million, multi- Whatever he is, what, right. Whatever he's very, okay, let's, let's take it back. Is, he's yeah. very rich. Here's, th th this is fascinating. Th that's as big as, of an award in a case like this as I've ever seen. <laughs> what people need to keep in mind is we all think, I certainly do, that uh, Donald Trump will never pay a consequence for any of this. He, he has become like a superhero in my mind. He gets out of everything. And he will appeal this. And it will be years until Eugene Carroll seems a dime. But remember that just because you appeal something doesn't mean you win or avoid the, the decision. Eventually, unless it's overturned in appeal, which I can't imagine it will be, for one reason. His attorney is an idiot. There's no <laughs> way 
that Alina Haba made a record sufficient to overturn this federal judge because she couldn't even introduce a document into evidence. So eventually he's probably going to have to pay some amount of tens of millions. Brad Young was talking about that in New York, there's a statute that says how how much is too much. This may be too much. Right, right. But what that means is he will end up paying the maximum allowed in the state of New York. This, he also has a second trial coming up just like this one for doing it again. He may have a third one coming up just like this one for doing it again. So it's not impossible that he could end up owing somewhere between 150 and $200 million by the end of it. That's absolutely possible. It could be 10, 12, 15 years before anyone sees it, but <laughs> this is real. So what... Is this something that ever gets negotiated down? Yes. So, like, can they come back and say, well, we can only pay or we will only yes. pay this? Yes. Do you accept it? But that's in normal cases. Right, right. There's no right. such thing as a normal case with Donald Trump. Right. So, in a normal case, yes. If Say that this was against Boeing or Apple. Right, right. They would likely say, you can have $20 million cash by tonight. And then end up settling for something in the 30, 35, 40 Even range. after the verdict. Even after the verdict, okay. yes. Um, with the threat saying, we can appeal this rather than that, why don't you take this? coming up. Okay. Hey, we're going to give you 50 and we're done. Done, 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 that's it. And we'll never say anything bad about you again. I'm going to wager that, that Trump says something um, equally as bad as he, what he has said or worse by the time we all go to bed tonight. <laughs> He might even do it, like, within the next couple of minutes, which is what I'm keeping an eye on yeah. over here. Okay, yeah. we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. DGS, hey, if you want to call in, uh, this is a pretty big deal. If you want to call in and uh, give your thoughts on it, make a comment, ask a question, Guys, DGS, happy Friday. So the jury has awarded Eugene Carroll a total of $83.3 million in damages to uh, to the plaintiff. Attorney Chet Pleban joins us now. Chet, thanks for uh, for jumping on. We appreciate that. Sure. So uh, talk to me about it. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a fair verdict. Uh, returned by, interestingly, seven men, two women, the four-person being a woman. Uh, breaking that down, uh, compensatory or actual damages, they awarded $7.3 million for emotional distress and $11 million for damage to uh, E. Jean Carroll's reputation. Uh, a total of, of 18.3 in compensatory damages, $65 million in punitive damages, which represents uh, malice, spite, uh, ill will, uh, on the part of Trump when he made the defamatory comments. So the question is uh, now, obviously, the purpose of the punitive damages is, is to uh, basically punish the wrongdoer. In this particular case, the, the question has become, once back in May, a jury found him uh, basically liable for defamation um, as well as sexual abuse. So awarding $5 million. This guy then goes out and again, 
defames her. So the, the real question in the litmus test here is $83.3 million in total damages sufficient to shut him up. I doubt it. Uh, I seriously doubt it. And if he does it again, I suspect that uh, E. Jean Carroll will sue him again. Now, the interesting thing and the, the real question is, and I mean, obviously, they used part of his deposition in the New York fraud case where he talks about he's worth billions of dollars. And, and so obviously what the jury is going to do in a punitive damage situation is they're going to look to see what basically his net worth is so that when you award those punitive damages to punish and deter, it, it's, it's reasonable. Obviously, if he's worth $100,000, you know, 83.3 million or 65 million in punitive is way out of line. Uh, in this particular case, I think 65 is certainly in line. Secondly, there is a factor that, that the courts, when he appeals this, the courts will look at a factor as to the relationship between the amount of the actual damage and punitive damages. The Supreme Court has weighed in on that particular issue. And the, a factor of four usually is deemed reasonable by the courts. A factor, for example, of 10 uh, is deemed unreasonable. So when you look at this, 18.3 million, interestingly, uh, is a factor uh, and 65 million in punitive. Uh, there's a factor of what? 4.3, 4.5 million, which, uh, in my opinion, will absolutely be affirmed by the court and not deemed to be excessive. Uh, Chad, what are the chances of collecting this? Like how long? I was just saying, I'm sorry, but how bad Alina Haba was. I don't think she probably made a record uh, sufficient for a successful appeal. How long until she could see money? Well, uh, obviously, he's, he's going to appeal this. Obviously, he'll try to get a stay. But what he's going to have to do now is post a bond. Because remember, with $83.3 million, um, you, you can calculate the interest on that. And the interest is, is going to be incredibly high uh, at the end of the day when and if the, Supreme, or the um, Court of Appeals, uh, New York Court of Appeals, affirms it. Um, so um, probably I doubt that he's going to post the bond, in which case they can go ahead and start trying to collect this now. Now, they run a risk, obviously, if, if the case is reversed from the Second uh, Circuit Court of Appeals, that, that will be a problem for him. Um, but what they can do is he's got a lot of properties. Now, that depends, and, and I assume, according to what he's testified to uh, in, in the fraud, the New York fraud trial, you know, he's got, what, $100 million in cash, according to what he says. Now, a lot of that is obviously typical Trump hyperbole. But I think that if there is an amount of cash that is not protected in any way, shape or form, they can go after that now. They can go after property, um, you know, real estate, what, whatever. Now, the problem with that is going to be that it's encumbered. There, there's there's liens against it and there's all sorts of stuff and bank hey, loans. Hey, Chet, we, we have to run yeah. for the top of the hour break. Uh, we'll call you back. I want to get a couple more minutes out of you at the top of the hour, okay? Sure, I'm here. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.